You can do better. Put your hands together again and celebrate God. If you know you are happy this day, put your hands together and celebrate the goodness of God. It seems you did not hear me. I did not say clap for me. I said celebrate the goodness of God. Is that the best you can do for God? Is that the best you can do for God? Amen. Amen. You know, sometimes we get too religious in church and we forget the reality. And I pray that today that which God is doing and has done we emerge a more glorious thing in our lives in Jesus' name. We want to congratulate the two families, the Obilons and the Okores for this joining together these beautiful people, Chuka and Adaisi. Please put your hands together and celebrate God again. <laughs> By extension, we also want to congratulate the church, and both churches, the Cathedral Church of the Advent, Daddy and Mommy, and St. Philip's Anglican Church, Guarimpa. Permit me to say St. Philip's is number one church in Abuja Diocese. <laughs> Please put your hands together again and celebrate God. Amen. In just four years, the church has grown astronomically in various dimensions, unbeatable. And we pray that more growth will come. And as we come here today, we ask that that uncommon grace will be released into your life in the name of Jesus Christ. If you believe that, let your amen intimidate the gates of hell. Amen. This morning, we'll be looking at the topic that is titled, Some Demands. Some Demands of Marriage. Can we take it together? Some Demands of Marriage. Again, Genesis chapter 24, verse 58. Genesis chapter 24, verse 58. And they called Rebekah and said to her, Will you go with this man? They called Rebekah and said to her, Will you go with this man? She said, I will go. Powerful scripture. This is the word of the Lord. Father, we ask that Lord you breathe life into our hearts again as we look into this perfect law of liberty. In the name of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And let the people of God shout the biggest amen. amen. This story we've just read is in the context of when the servant was sent to go and look for the, a wife for Isaac. And he got there, after introducing the purpose of his coming, they had some celebrations, they invited the woman to come, and they asked her a very simple question. But this question was pregnant, as we'll be looking at in the course of this sermon ask her a very simple question. This man has come to get your hand in marriage but for Isaac and the question is this, will you go with him? 
And she said, I will go. Somebody say, I will go. Very quickly, I don't want to waste your time. First, one of the great demands of marriage is this. Marriage involves taking a decision. Marriage involves taking what? A decision. And being resolute in keeping that decision. It's not just taking a decision. You must have a resolute will to do what? To keep it. They ask her the question, will you go with this man? How long is the journey? She did not know. Who am I going to meet? She did not know. Of course, he had not even seen Isaac before. But the question is, will you go with him? And that poses a choice. And the choice brought about decision. Will you go with this man? And she thought about it seriously. And she concluded within her and made a decision. And she said, I will go. I will go. In every marriage, there must be decision. She can meet her and asked, will you marry me? If she has said no, we will not be here today. True of us. If both families have said no, we will not be here today. She said, yes, I will follow you. I will be with you. Now, there is something in our liturgy, the liturgy of the marriage in the declaration. If you have the program, look at page 8 in the declaration. The second thing the priest asked after introducing the concept of the fact that the vows will be made before God, they asked a question of your own free choice. Underline, not of your just choice, of your own words. Free choice. Why free choice? Because we know some people are compelled to marry a woman. <laughs> Have you not seen that? Some people are compelled to marry a man because of political inclinations, because of business deal, because of maybe the, the man has no son. And he has seen that this young man will be a very good boy. So when he dies, the young man of this wife will not be the manager of his business empire. So whether the girl likes the boy or not, he must what? He must marry. And that is why we ask this question. The Anglican church is a balanced church. Of your own free choice, you are not compelled. By any means, will you agree to take this woman to be your wife, they ask you the same thing. Will you agree to take Chuka to be your husband? You said, I will. In every inch of the way, you will ask some questions just to elicit your decision. And you've decided, immediately you answered in the affirmative of those questions, you have made a decision. <laughs> Praise God. You have made what? A decision. And you must keep by those decisions. There is one that God opened my eyes to 
that struck me so much. The most times we gloss over it. Let's look at page 11. Page 11 of the program. Page 11 under the marriage. During the giving of the rings. I will take the one of the groom. It's the same thing for that of the bride. I give you this ring as a sign of our marriage and a token of my love and fidelity to you. There must be faithfulness in marriage. And he says, with my body, I honor you. Look at this next statement. Can we read it together? All that I am. I do what? Say all that I am. Did he say some that I am? Parts that I am? Most that I am? The good that I am? The best that I am? What? All that I am. Mentally, spiritually, psychologically, physically, materially. All that makes me me. The good. The bad, the ugly, the worst, everything about me that makes me a package, I download it to you. Say, I receive. Now, this is one decision people are not willing to keep by. But we make this decision and you agree. You know, the day God opened my eyes, He brought something very practical to me. Showed me a picture of somebody killing chicken. When you kill the chicken, there is this bile, that very bitter thing. What do you do? You remove it and cause it in marriage. You eat the bile. Because it is all that what I am, you receive from the person. <laughs> it's a serious business. It's a great demand. And you cannot open your eyes and after facing the altar of God and you say, all that you are, I am receiving. And tomorrow you say, I never knew you were the assistant devil. You say, I gave it to you on that day. Because it is all that what I am. I never knew you are a very foolish girl. Thank God. That is why I packaged it to you and I gave, and you agreed to receive the foolishness in me because all that I am, I give to you. Now listen, our eyes must be open. The day God fired this into my spirit, I melted. I got back home, I shared with my younger brothers. My brothers, younger ones say, brother, now wow. I say, now wow. Most times we take vows before the altar of God. We don't know what we are saying. Why? Because we are consumed with the celebration of the wedding. We just want to finish and go. Listen, beyond this time, what will be ringing over your spirit is the vows and commitments you've made. That is it. So don't be carried away by the glamour, by the crowd, by the dancing. You must begin to think all that this woman is both the one you have not seen the one that will manifest 10 years to come in advance you have received them you don't know marriage is a very serious business it's not for boys it's not for girls if you are not ready to receive all that the person is don't but for you it is too late already because you have said, I agree 
to all that you are. So if it's a weak person, you receive it. If it's a strong person, you receive it. If it's a lazy person, you receive. If it's a bold person, you everything the person is, you have received. So you must understand that in marriage, you have made a decision. And you must be resolute in keeping it. So tomorrow, don't come and say, ah, this man, I never knew you were like this. Listen, in advance, you agreed, you will take him. The same thing for the man. And maybe you are looking at me, you have been complaining about your wife, complaining about your husband. Remember, you receive all the person is. You received it. So go back home and say, Father, I thank you because I received all of her. I thank you because I received all of him. What you should begin to pray for God. Give me wisdom on how to manage this person. On how to adapt. Listen to me. You can make the best out of any marriage. With true wisdom. So you must, as a matter of necessity, have that at the back of your mind. That is one great demand. Your marriage, your home is a picture or reflection of your decisions. Your marriage is a reflection of your decision. Some people have initial, forget about these vows that they make. Some people in, their, in the back of their minds, they've told themselves, if I don't see one small inconveniences, the next exit door, Tom and Jerry, I don't disappear. They will just fly out. If you have that kind of decision in your mind, it will not work. But that will not be your portion in Jesus' name. Your mind must be made up. You know why some businessmen succeed despite their harsh economic downturn? Do you know why some people succeed despite the fact that people are failing? They make, they make up their mind that whether the devil likes it or not, I must succeed. No matter the costs of things, in the, they told themselves it must work. And for such people, nothing makes them fail. Even the devil himself cannot succeed. Because they've decided it must work. It must work. It must work. And I declare to you, your marriage must work. In the mighty name of Jesus. When people come to me with marital issues, the first question I ask them, what do you want? <laughs> Before we continue, what do you want? You want the marriage to continue or you want it to end? Some of them will be quiet and be looking at me for a while. Some will reluctantly say, I want the marriage to work. But I know in their mind, they want the marriage to do what? To end. But if you truly see a man and a woman that despite all the odds, they have a that my marriage must work, the devil cannot scatter that home. And no devil will scatter your marriage. No devil will prosper in your home. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Marriage involves unconditional commitment. Unconditional commitment. 
somebody shout unconditional commitments. You can look at Adaisi and tell her, you must be unconditionally committed to me. Tell him the same thing. You must, it's compulsory. You know, in the investigation called caucus, if you don't pass it, you're not going anywhere. This one is compulsory. Unconditional commitments. When Rebecca was asked, will you go with this man? What was the condition? Is it because he was rich? Because he was handsome? Because he was tall? Because he can speak Queen's English? Or King's English? <laughs> because of anything, handsome, beauty? There was no condition. They, they said, will you go with this man? Unconditionally. She said, I will go. I will go. I will go. I will go. No conditions attached. Your commitment must be unconditional. I must follow you. I will go with you. That is why in our is there in our marriage vows. You say for better, for what? For worse. In the best of time, in the worst of time. You know why? Our commitment is unconditional. So you don't say that my journey will only continue when the times are good. Whether the times are good or bad, you continue in this journey. You continue in it. So I beg you in the name of God to remember that this thing is unconditional. One of the things that the devil has used to also destroy many homes today is the issue of love and submission. If you read Ephesians 5, you will discover that the man loving the woman is not tied to condition. And the woman submitting to the man is not tied to condition. So the man must love the woman unconditionally. And the woman must submit to the man unconditionally. Some people will tell you that my husband is, is a foolish man. My husband is a lazy man. My husband is, name it, listen to me. So long as you have agreed to follow him, do what? Submit. My wife does not know how to cook. Love her and find a way to teach her how to cook. Praise the Lord. No conditions. Unconditional commitments. It's very unfortunate that today many people, they want to go only when the situation is good. Which is not right. Tell yourself, this journey, we are in for it. And we must land safely in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I say in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Let me run because of time. Marriage 
is a lifelong journey. Is a lifelong journey. Is a lifelong journey. Is a lifelong journey. They ask her an open-ended question. They did not say, will you go with this man after one year you come back? <laughs> they did say, will you go with this man after 20 years you come back? They just said, will you go <laughs> with this man? She did not even ask to where, for how long, what is the time limit? Will you go? Just be going with him. <laughs> Praise God. Lifelong journey. Some people, when they meet any little thing, they run back to their parents and they hold them in their house. They say, will you go? They didn't say, will you come back? Will you do what? Go with this man. You must understand that this journey is there in your vows until death do us now some people will say, what if the man wants to kill me? If the man is always beating me. I've told them in the counseling, it is a crime for you to lay your hands upon your wife and vice versa. You know some women also beat their husbands. <laughs> you don't know? Some women beat their husband physically. And some women beat their husband psychologically. When they use those acidic and caustic words on the man, and the man lies down on the bed, now me, my wife, designed like this. <laughs> Energy will begin to leave the man. But listen to me, you don't need all those things. See, my husband is always beating me. The question most people always forget to ask, when you married the man, was he beating you before? He said no. So why did he start beating you now? You don't ask yourself that question. And for the man, why will you ever start raising your hand to beat your wife? So both of them have a problem. Because the man failed to understand, I will come to that later, talking about journey of oneness, that both of them have become what? One. So if the man failed to understand that, any teaching, receive it, bah! anointing of slap bang. that man has a problem why he has not understood the concept of what oneness i will come to that and deal with it you have no business raising your hand to beat your wife some men will blow not just that we blow the woman carry belts koboko all kinds of things may god deliver you if you are here in jesus name but the women you must also learn to sow your mouth. Because there is no smoke without words. Fire. You know, this issue came up in one women's enrollment class. And the women were talking. Women were talking. And my wife told them, do you think any man is a fool? He just came back from the from office, opened the door, and the next thing he starts slapping you. They say, mommy, no. He said, so... No man is a fool. You just enter the house. As you say, welcome, sir. Bah! Again, you are welcome. Bah! No man is a foolish man. True or false? So check your life. Check your life. 
Even some drunkards, they don't do that. A drunkard is like a madman. Madmen don't react if you don't instigate it. Madmen are like peaceful people that are going. If you instigate them, then the demon will rise. And know that when God arises, his enemies will be scattered. <laughs> Praise the Lord. What we are saying is that you must understand that this is a lifelong journey. If you play your card well, one of the problems I've understood in many homes, we are not willing to obey God. If a woman has a goal, I want to obey God. And the man has his goal, I want to obey God. Tell me how would the wife insult the husband? Will he be there? Tell me how would the man beat the woman? Even though if she insults, will he be there? No. But because we are not responsible enough to obey God, we keep having issues. It's a lifelong journey. Keep going until that comes. Marriage is a journey of oneness. Somebody say journey of oneness. Somebody say journey of oneness. They ask, they say, will you go with you know which means what? Together. Will you go with this man? They will have said, will you go after this man? Because he's leading you to your husband now. Not be so. They say, go with him. He's a type of your husband. He's representing Isaac. So you go with him. So marriage is a journey of what? Oneness. Journey of what? Say journey of oneness. Say journey of oneness. So if you are one, you will share together. If you are one, like I just explained, you will not beat her. Have you seen a man beating himself because he made a mistake? Yeah, stupid man. This man has a psychological problem. No man does that. No matter the mistake, you may say, ah, what an error. You will just sigh. At worst, you will just be angry with yourself for a while. After that, you say, no worry, I will make it up, I will make it up, I will make it up. So why do you feel that your wife has offended, you made a very big mistake, and the best response is assaults? The man don't understand what oneness. For a woman to wake up one day because my husband did this and the nurses begin to release caustic words, you don't also understand what oneness because you cannot insult yourself. You are one. So if you say, ah, this man, <laughs> I never know you are a pretender. You know you are the head. And the woman, some people say the woman is a neck. Anyone you want to call, they are together. But listen, if the man is ahead and you say, I never knew you were a pretender. He said, if I'm the pretender, you are the assistant pretender. Because two of us have become... If you call me goat, you are the she goat now. <laughs> we continue together. So if the wife, if you insult your wife, oh, you are a demon. Ah, thank God, you are the senior demon. Because two of us are what? So if you understand oneness, all these abusive words will not come out. Why? Because anything you are saying to your partner, you are what? 
saying it to yourself. Some people go as far as cursing their spouses. It not go better for you. Hey, you are saying it to yourself because the two have become what? One. So if you understand the mystery of oneness, you will not release those words because you must remember that if I am saying this thing to this person, I'm what? I'm saying it to myself. For those of you that are deceiving your spouses, collecting money, I was telling them a story yesterday, how I traveled some time ago. I couldn't get to the bank to bring money. I signed a check, blank check, left it for my wife, and I traveled. Blank check. I said, in case there's anything, just feed, go to bank, collect money. How many men will do that? <laughs> so if I leave out for this woman, she will finish the whole money. <laughs> Praise God. I left the check, came back, the check didn't go to bank. I said, well, I said there was no need. If it was some women, there must be need. There must be what? Your father called me, he was sick. Your mother followed, and your son was having fever. They will form the list, and the list will be justified. And by the time you look at it, it has justification. You say, well, there's no problem. After all, I signed open check. But why did she not do that? She understood the mystery of oneness. This money is our money. If I steal it, I'm stealing from myself. And no wise person, no sane person steals from himself. When you begin to cut corners to take your husband's money, you think you are, you are stealing from yourself too. He told us a very sad story when I was doing my master's program. This man so trusted the wife. In fact, the woman was the chief accountant of the man. Very wealthy man. He just carried money. One of our mommy said, some men, they major money. Your major it take. They don't count it. Just count it like this. Give to you. Just give the woman money. Manage your home. Do this. This man never knew the wife was building set of flats somewhere. And to make matters worse, he will tell the man it is the brother staying abroad that is sending money to do what? To build the house. That woman does not understand oneness. For the fact that the man was giving her money does not mean she should begin to play boju boju and be building house without the knowledge of the man. But the man finally knew because one day the brother came back and some flowers were already completed and the man was worried. Why is this man staying with us? Not being the build those houses there. So when the man came, the woman was not around. Started discussing with this man. So some of those flats are completed. He was just trying to get word out of the man. So the brother was looking dazed, confused. He said, "My in-law, I don't understand what you are saying." The man was surprised. He said, you don't understand. I don't understand. It's okay. Don't worry. And when the woman came. Your brothers arrive. Oh, thank God. After a while, the man come. He said, My wife, I have asked your brother. He said, He does not understand what I am saying. It was then the bubble busted. Tell of the truth. Um, you know, when some people begin to stammer, they are calculating what? The lie. Um, 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 that 
that will not be your portion in Jesus' name. It's a journey of oneness. The next point is this. In marriage, there must be leadership and followership. There must be what? Leadership and what? Followership. He said, will you go with? So who is providing the followership? The man. So you must provide leadership spiritually. It's an error for your wife to be more spiritual than you. Provide leadership. So men here, yeah, you don't pray. Your wife is a prayer machine. May God forgive your sins in Jesus' name. You must provide leadership. Financially, pray God, make me provide leadership. In wisdom, provide leadership. Give direction. Sound direction according to God's will. Then the woman must follow. Must be a follower. A woman that always inspires me is Sarah. Sarah always is an inspiration. A woman that was calling the husband Lord. She was calling him what? Lord, my Lord. Yes, my Lord. Meaning everything Abraham says, yes, sir. And the one that always blows my mind to tomorrow, each time I sit down, I will be screaming. I say, this woman is one of a kind. Abraham just woke up one early morning. He said, thus saith the Lord. God said, I should be going to the place where he will show me. There are two different things. So, going to this place and going to where he will show me. That means the destination is undefined. The distance unknown. Every parameter about the journey is unknown. Just to the place I will show you. He said, let us go. And the woman said, what? Oga, I follow. In all honesty, how many women here will do that? He said, the God that spoke to you I have ears. Let him do what? Speak to me. I must hear him. In fact, you know that I receive more revelation than you, my husband. So, wait, let me hear from God. Not with Sarah. Some of us will say, Oga, since the day I married you, I never knew you were, you were this foolish. It is today I know your foolishness has matured. How can you say, God say we should go to a place he will show you to where? How? God is not the author of confession. I bind that spirit. No binding and losing. Sarah carried a kaya. Everybody, let's go. Anywhere you sleep, I sleep there. Whether rain is falling, we stay there. Any condition I meet, I follow. What a woman. In this generation, the people are following feminist ideology. Say, so tell him that you are equal before God. So when he gets there, he should flash you and send you the Google map. Then you trace the place and go and meet him. Not be so. Say so me with all my education. Thank God you are medical personnel. With all my education, I should just be following you like a mumu person. My head never spoil like that. 
If your hair don't spoil, my hair not spoil. At least I go to more school. Not Sarah. Because she sees the husband as what? My Lord. Even when it made no sense, the man will see my Lord. How many women can do that? When what your husband is saying makes no sense, rationally, it does not tie up. It does not make any meaning. Yet, you see, say, this is my husband. His word is law. Oga, let us go. May God help our generation. Can I hear your amen loud and clear? I say, may God help our generation. In the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that as you embark on this journey, God will give you grace. God will give you wisdom. God will give you all it takes to make this marriage blissful. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. For the parents, I beg you in the name of God. Allow them breathe. <laughs> Somebody say, I cannot breathe. Allow them to do what? Breathe. Breathe their fresh air. Allow them make mistakes and let them adjust and grow. You see me standing here? I made mistakes. All of us here made mistakes. Let me teach you something. Mistake is part of the growing process. Failure is also part of growth process. I'll use your own child to explain it. When you give birth to a child, it takes time for the child to sit. Is it not so? Sometimes the child falls down. And if you stay in a very rough place, the child may have injury on the nose. <laughs> True or false? Will you now say because your child got injured in the nose? No, no, no. Don't sit down again. Just lie down. Lie down. Will you say that? After the injuries, ah, sorry, my child, you treat the injury. Back, sit down. <laughs> because you must sit. It's part of growth. And when the child starts sitting, the child will be happy. Ah, thank God, God that delivered me from my father and mother. They are punishing me since. Oh, God, glory to God. The next one, oh, yeah, crawl. Oh, daddy, I don't want. You must crawl. The child will fail. But the failure will not prevent you from allowing that child to continue that exercise. Because if you stop it, because you are too cautious, the child will never grow at growth sitting. It continues. Standing becomes a challenge. You allow the child. It will fall down and rise. Fall down and rise. Before the child starts walking, fall down and rise. Listen. Nobody becomes too cautious to prevent that child because if you prevent the child from failing and falling, the child will never walk. And if the child never walks, the child becomes a liability. Hear this as it drops in my spirit. When you become too protective over a marriage, that marriage becomes a liability. That's the truth. Become too protective. Adaku, have you eaten today? Has he given you food? You call back in the afternoon. Um, Alpha, is he treating you well? Ah, are you the ADC or the chaplain of the marriage? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Allow them breathe. Allow them live their lives. Allow them. You can give godly cancer in solving problems, but allow them live their lives.
allowed them in the name of God. Allowed them. I came to Abuja, far away from my people, just living our lives. That one makes a marriage more matured than when you consistently interfere. Remember what I said. If you become too protective over a marriage, that marriage becomes a liability. Write it down in capital letters. A liability. And we have many marriages that are liabilities today because the parents are not allowing them to breathe. Friends are not allowing them to breathe. Your friends are always interfering. How far is your wife performing? Leave him alone. What concerns you with the wife's performance? Are you the assistant husband? Leave them alone. Let them, whether it's performing or not, whether it's let they will outgrow it like that small child. Outgrowing the various stages of development and it's growing well. You will grow well. You will blossom in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Failure will not be part of the story of your marriage. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, exceptional wisdom shall be your portion. God will empower you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And I pray for anyone here experiencing trouble, challenging your marriage. May God give you peace. May God give you wisdom. May God give you revelation that will solve your problem. And as you receive that revelation, may you receive obedient heart to follow. In the name of God the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And let the blessed people of God shout the biggest amen.